Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to kick off a series against the Cardinals, and Mike Janela is back. During his absence, the Padres beat the Giants for the first time this season and had their first sweep of the season. But today, with Mike back, everything will probably go back to normal. You know, it's not always normal around here, but as normal as it gets. <laughs> normal yeah, as Yeah, you're looking at normal right here. Alongside Mike, we've got Bob Scanlon, who just like in his playing days, will be bringing the heat. Bob, you had such a scorching hot take. It was hot like the sun. Really? Last segment, I had to get the sunglasses out. And rounding out the crew, it's Ben Higgins, who will also be bringing some heat here on a Monday. Yeah. That is hot right there. Wave the pitchfork. I wow. like it. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Ben Higgins. Just when you thought you got rid of me. No. I'm back. Oh, no, no. Happy Monday, everybody. Don't you have another wedding to go to? That was the only one for 2016. Oh, wedding season is officially closed. Do you not have Mike more Janella. friends that can get married? You know what, Ben? I think we got to find some of his buddies and hook them up or something. Man, I'm impressed that he had the guts to show his face in this tent. I know. Again. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> I was hearing it yesterday, man. Let me tell you. You go away and the Padres sweep. They beat the Giants. Team with the best record in baseball. Like it was nothing. Take nothing. down Johnny Cueto, who's owned them all season long with two shutouts, right? No Three problem. The, uh, they went on a Sunday. Entertaining, yeah. exciting games of the year. We had nacho cheese ball catch. We had walk-off <laughs> balk. We had Edwin Jackson no-hit bid. How about that? And to top it all, better than all that, was seeing Brady Phelps wearing a tie. In that that right I saw on all right? video on I mean, Friday. How do you, so, I mean, so welcome geez, back, Mike. Great I, to have you back. Honestly, I – Let's just we'll stop the show. I'm not going <laughs> to top any of that, right? So, no, the show must go on and uh, with me, and whether that's good news for you or not, either uh, oh. welcome back or, or sorry that you, you have me once again. But, yeah, what a, what a weekend. I mean, I was trying to keep tabs from afar, um, and we have <laughs> uh, this uh, tweet, which I didn't even know was coming in here, from, uh, from at Seth Foster. Man, blooper taking no time and taking the shotgun yeah. at me. Hashtag like Keith Janela in Jersey. Jersey, nice. Brutal bloop. Not cool, man. Keep winning, man. <laughs> what, what, what a welcoming uh, return from, from the man who I trust here every day that I see. Oh, you found uh, a lot about him right there, didn't you? I did, He doesn't yeah. have your back. At all, whatsoever. Nice win, man. Uh, I, I just want wins. I just want wins. No, leaves, we got wins. If it makes you feel better, I know there's a, a certain crazy segment of fans out there who believes that the social hour host or the pregame radio host has nothing to do with how the team plays on the field. I know that's insane. No. You know, because I'm Friday, Saturday I'm guy not, on I'm radio. Not these Padres 20 and 8 on Friday and Saturday. Who are they? That's yeah. me, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Must yeah. be the same group that doesn't think <laughs> the guys yeah. in the booth control us. Right, the, the jinx, the no-hitters no hitters and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Haven't met those people yet. No. Uh, no, they, there must be out there. Rumor <laughs> says it. No, so uh, it's Monday, which usually we get to our tweet of the week. So we're going to get to one because it's very relevant to the conversation we're having right now. Uh, this one came in uh, yesterday to me from Ghost of Booz Bayer. Uh, who breaks the news to Mike Janela that superstitious fans don't want him back? <laughs> he says hashtag just kidding, but I'm not sure he means it. I think a lot of these fans, you know, I was worried yesterday because the one thing with the Giants and I saw when they got the win on Friday, I'm like, oh, well, first time they were 0-9 against them this year. Yeah. Then they get the win on the Saturday. And then Sunday comes and it's the sweep. But it wasn't that. It was leading up to that when Edwin Jackson is throwing a no-hitter. And I'm looking. I'm with my parents. We're kind of catching up before I have to uh, get to bed early to get to my flight early today. And I'm looking on my, my game day. And I'm like, three no-hit innings. Four. Five. 
six. I'm like, if he if he throws this thing, so they will not let me <laughs> out of the airport when I get back now here. Now, we know what Ben Higgins was thinking about that whole thing. We'll get to that in a minute, right? What are you thinking as that's going on? Are you thinking, man, I, I, I hope it happens so that history is broken, or I hope that it doesn't because selfishly I want to be so there? Or <laughs> uh, in, in a way, yeah, selfishly, okay. I, I did want to, you know, be here. Right. We saw, you know, Colin Ray where he had that uh, that great effort a couple months ago, and just that excitement being there in person to not be there for the first one. And uh, trust me, I I know that people have been in this town waiting for this a lot longer than I have. Yeah. But to be able to be here in person to watch it would have been incredible. Yeah. Uh, but it was also selfishly that you know I don't want people to blame me for or you know say that me not being here was the reason he did it <laughs> and that I should never come back. You know I like being here. I like hanging out with you, you guys. You've worn that albatross for the rest of your career, my, my friend. One hundred percent. I think I think it's hard to not be superstitious whether you're a baseball fan or a player or a coach, even if you're a smart person and you know really you know, whether you step on the line or what you eat for breakfast has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. When you play so many of them and they're all so similar yet crazily different, things go different every day, you can't help but ascribe it to the baseball gods or you know, whatever is happening. It's just it leads itself to a lot of superstition. So I understand the feeling. It's very natural for baseball fans to have it. Uh, let us know. Hashtag Padres SH. That's how you get in touch with us. Uh, would you have blamed me and never let me back into town if they had gotten that no-hitter yesterday? Oh, yeah. Or, yes. uh, or is superstition not that <laughs> big of a deal? Let us know. There's also the chat happening live, as always, at Padres.com slash social hour. Um, how, how did Brady do on Friday? You were here in the seat with him. He did a fine job, yeah. Because yeah, he was the he one was we were worried he about. He a little bit, you yeah. know, a little bit of sweat beads on the forehead. He had the suit going on and the tie, you know, kind of out of his element. I mean, we a little bit I, of a I sellout at that, that point. one, and I, I, thought yeah. he did, I thought he did well. Yeah, no, he did, he did a fine job. It was yeah. just fun seeing him sitting in that seat. Right, and, and, and it was hot. I think he was in the hot seat for about an hour. The whole 60 yeah. minutes, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I wasn't worried. work rise from a guy who used to write about chewed gum on the internet. And now sitting in that chair. I mean, that was what a – what a rise in fortune. Yeah, I, I was not worried about Andy or Mike Grace because they'd done it before. They're consummate professionals. But Brady, I was a little bit skittish. Yeah. And, you know, checking in during the rehearsal dinner that I was at, I was like, oh, I hope we're still on the air. See, but unlike, you okay. unlike your man backstabbing you, he actually took care of the man in the seat the other day. Blooper did so a heck of a job. That, that's what I come back Brady's to. hand and walking him through. Well done. He needed a lot of hand-holding, so I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, he loved it so much, we had to do the little sponsor wreath. He took some of them home as mementos. Oh, really? Yeah, we had he to print all out of them home. <laughs> I took all of them home. We had to print out some new ones today. Made a little to get collage at back. home. Yeah. That's cool. I just imagine the shrine now in his little <laughs> home office of these little yeah. uh, index card papers. So like when you walk into his house now, you got to genuflect. And, you I know, think so, yeah. Take, take He's going to know what every party at the park is for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, cool. So, yeah, I'm back. Uh, a lot of other stuff, obviously. The Drew Pomeranz trade went down. Um, now they go on the road. Comic-Con's coming back. So uh, that All-Star week, I mean, it was – it was fun. We had that kind of hangover show on Wednesday, Bob, yeah. before I left. And then right back to baseball. So, I mean, how are you guys in terms of all this? Obviously, the Giants series was a nice shot in the arm. Now the team's on the road for uh, a 10-day trip. I mean, is, are you guys still kind of feeling that all-star wave? Or now is it back to the grind? Hang in there, Ben. You all right? I, I'm hanging in okay. Yeah. I, I think once Drew Pomeranz was traded, you know, there was a lot of talk about, well, what kind of team are we going to be watching the next couple of seasons if this is the rebuilding effort that's going on? And I love the answer that the team gave on the field over the last three days. You can say, you know, maybe you're rebuilding, maybe you're looking to the future, but that doesn't mean you can't play a lot of entertaining baseball games, you can't compete against one of the best teams in baseball and sweep them, you can't have crazy fun nights at the ballpark because you can. Even with young team, you know, prospects coming up, you still don't know what's going to happen when you come out to the yard. And I think that 
was a perfect weekend for the Padres to have coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, I was actually fired up about the Pomeranz trade, not to see him go necessarily, but what it signaled was, you know what, this is on. I mean, regardless of whatever rhetoric may be thrown, thrown about, they are turning this roster over. They are getting impact players back. This is the biggest step I've seen in covering this team exclusively for over 13 years now in terms of getting a bunch of impact talent together that you actually feel like, oh, these guys can actually be difference makers on the field. Are all of them going to pan out? Of course not. Is there any guarantees? Absolutely not. But what we do know is that the team that was in place the last couple of seasons wasn't going to get it done, and it was time to bring re group and bring these guys in so I'm fired up I feel like man the future is is bright I, I with think impact guys on, on the on the rise I think you can really feel that AJ Preller has his plans he came in with a plan to try to put a winner on the field right away it didn't work but he had an absolute plan that looked to be kind of well mapped out now you never know what's going to happen on the field didn't work he's retooled very quickly to take the Padres in a different direction and that is adding a whole bunch of talent in the draft, in the international signings, now in some trades, you know, stealing away the Boston Red Sox top pre pitching prospect, getting to back a terrific single-A pitching prospect for Fernando Rodney, you know, which turned out to be a, an, an unbelievable signing in the offseason. There is a plan. I like when your GM has a plan moving forward. Yeah, and, and plans change. I mean, I don't think the plan was when A.J. came on board, he didn't walk into that front office and say, look, guys, I got this master plan. We don't have to rebuild. We're going to go for this thing right now. I'm going to go out and get Matt Kemp. I'm going to sign James Shields. And I, I don't think that's kind of how it, it planned out. It came, I think of it from what I hear is more of a, look, there are multiple ways we can go here. Here's plan A. Here's plan B. Here's plan C. Plan One of those plans was to do what they did. The opportunity arose. They went for it. God bless them. It didn't pan out. But what's nice, and you, you already mentioned this, Ben, in terms of what they've been able to get back unexpectedly. Mm. You thought that you were going to be able to move Kashner and Norris and maybe Kemp and up this, some of these guys. But actually, when you end up moving a Fernando Rodney and a Drew Pomeranz that's a great point. and getting those guys back, that's, that's a windfall. The names that have been moved were names that were not expected to be moved exactly. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, I was the wedding I was in was in outside of Boston, about a half hour outside of Boston. So as I'm driving up there on Friday, listening to their talk radio, <laughs> and uh, before the deflate gate, uh, you know, issuing came out, or the, the appeal drop came out, the big story was the Pomeranz trade and all the guys calling in. And, I mean, we love Drew. He was a great guy and obviously did what he did here. But all the fans, I'd say 95% of them, were anti that trade. So for what it's worth, if the reaction of the opposing team's fan base to a trade helps you measure uh, with a barometer of how you feel you should <laughs> take it, then the Padres fans should be happy because the Red Sox fans are – they were very upset to see – uh, Espinosa go. You put a lot of credit in the, into that uh, barometer? Well, you know, hopefully it works out for both teams. <laughs> Drew Pomeranz helps the Red Sox, you know, get to the playoffs, maybe win a World Series, and then Espinosa in a couple of years, you know, is the top of the Padres rotation and, and gets them to the, you know, the playoff spot where they want to be. That's that's what both teams had in mind when they pulled off this trade. There's no reason they can't both happen. Of course. I, I understand why Red Sox fan is a little grumpy at this point. They've got pretty high expectations. They gave up one of the top prospects in all, major, in all of minor league baseball. I get it. But you know what? It wasn't too long ago that Padre fan was yelling and screaming because the Padres wouldn't come up with a fourth year to get Edwin Jackson. How, how did that play out? So, you know, <laughs> things, and, and here he is. He comes back uh, four years later and at the right time at the right place. Still and got his best start no since that contract. It, that kid, by the way, Espinosa. <laughs> yeah. He's got some nasty stuff. Yes, that he does. I was, I was having a fun time watching that video because not only do you see the 94-mile-an-hour fastball, and he touches 98, which is fine, but he's only 18 years old. He's got that big, solid build from the waist down, pretty solid mechanics, and there's still a lot of upside. When I look at his mechanics, are they good? Yes. Are they perfect? No. 
which means there is there's still room there. There is still more room for growth, both physically and mechanically, in terms of duplicating his delivery, not throwing across his body a little bit, and the arm drags once in a while. So as the Padres clean some of that stuff up, I mean, there's even more seeing ahead for this he kid. Met the media at Fort Wayne today at the Tin Caps, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's been it's exciting now seeing him in this organization, and uh, we'll see what the future holds for him. Yep. And again, uh, for me, for the first time, I can say that since I've been back. Good luck to Drew Pomeranz out oh, in yeah, Boston. Absolutely, because uh, he's a great guy, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Yep. I uh, had to wish Ben Higgins the best yesterday after the, the Twitter war he started and just the siege you were under for hours <laughs> about Edwin Jackson and what the first no-hitter in Padres history should or should not be. We'll talk about that when we come back. Hey, Nick Canepa is also here. It's Monday, so you know he's here to give out his grades. He is giving them out for the first half of the season. We thought that was happening last week. That was not the case. Oh. It is happening today, so you don't want to miss that. We'll have that for you a little bit later on. Brady Phelps did not steal this one, thankfully. The next baseball <laughs> night in San Diego is Saturday, July 30th, when the Padres face the Reds at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a pair of SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. Get tickets at Padres.com. We're going to relive Ben Higgins' scorching hot take on Edwin Jackson's potential no-hitter yesterday. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Padres at the Cardinals. Game one of a four-game set coming your way at 5.15. First pitch an hour from now between Christian Friedrich and Mike Leak. Uh, my first show, uh, we took, I took the last three off. I was back at a wedding back east. And uh, Johnny V tweeting at hashtag PadresSH, is that Wally Pip back in the chair on Padres Social <laughs> Hour? That was the recurring joke I was getting on Twitter a lot sure. this weekend. Uh, Wally Pip, by the way, everyone obviously knows him for being the guy that Lou Gehrig replaced and then Lou Gehrig placed you know, every game forever. Um, but Wally Pip, actually, he led the AL in home runs two years, won a World Series. He had like 10-year career before Gehrig came along. Wally Pipe ain't nothing to sneeze at. He was a player. He was. Yeah, he no, he wasn't just done. some uh, hack out there that, you know, Garrett kicked out of his spot. The guy could play. Well, then who was the shortstop that Cal Ripken Jr. replaced? I couldn't tell you that. Maybe, 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 that's you. That's which who, may, that's may, who yeah, you are. Yeah, no, no, maybe that's that the more, uh, the more <laughs> dangerous name to be throwing out there. So we'll see. Um, hey, speaking of a player yesterday, Edwin Jackson, <laughs> I'm uh, sure no one expected this yesterday, but his performance in the series clinching the sweep win over the Giants earns him our hero of the game. So Edwin comes in. He's got those uh, six and a third innings. Of course, the no-hitter flirted with. He did allow the one. It was a big one, that three-run homer. But four Ks, five walks, which uh, even in the one no-hitter he has thrown in his career, when he had eight walks uh, issued in that game, but still came in. And after the Drew Pomeranz trade, gets thrust right into the spotlight and simply delivered. was great yesterday. Uh, Bob, from the pitching perspective, you see anything sustainable here, or is this just kind of a, a fluky flash in the pan yesterday? No, the guy had a nice game, no question about it. The first four innings, quite frankly, he was missing a lot of spots. He got away with a lot of mistakes, but he got away with them, which is fine. Sometimes in a no-hitter, you got to get a little bit lucky, then you got to be good. Starting after the fourth inning, he started getting pretty good. As you saw there, he was able to locate his fastball consistently down, and he was elevating late when he wanted to, got the breaking ball over for a strike. So I thought he actually looked stronger his last couple of innings. It certainly didn't help that he sat there for 30 minutes after that sixth inning while the Padres were, were throwing 
or the Giants had four different relievers going out mm. there. And I think that did have a little bit of an effect on him. Now, whether he would have pitched a no-hitter had that not happened, I can't go there because, again, you're checking off the boxes of does he have a, a, an ace pitch that he can go to? Is he doing good with the off-speed? Uh, does he have a, a safety spot that he can get to in the zone on a consistent basis? I don't know that I could check off all those marks and say, this was a no-hitter for sure, man. This, you know, <laughs> darn it if he doesn't sit there. But it was a fun outing. It was an exciting outing and a great way for him to introduce yeah, himself seen, to the Padres. I've seen fans. a couple of crazy no-hitters. I saw the A.J. Burnett no-hitter against the Padres. Oh, when, sure. What, he walked nine and hit a batter? Yeah, but he was throwing 98. Well, that's true. What I loved was Edwin Jackson's uh, a line. It was very fun. One hit, two runs, three earned runs, four strikeouts, five walks, six and a third innings pitched. One, two, three, four, five, six. Nice. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> well well numerology. There's something there, right? Now, for a guy, I mean, uh, 11 teams, and, you know, it's his first win since 2014. I think anyone who thinks yesterday is replicable and repeatable, maybe a little in over your head, but for a first start, you couldn't have asked for anything better. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, did, did a great job. It was yeah. fine. I mean, if him. he was, you know, nine years younger and, you know, was up and coming, and you'd say, oh, this guy's got some excitement. We know who Edwin Jackson is. He's... You know, a journeyman pitcher in Major League Baseball who's had some good seasons. He's had some bad seasons. I'm not expecting a different Edwin Jackson now that he's 32 years old. He is what he yeah. is. Padres picked him up at a time that they needed a pitcher. They got a great performance out of him. Maybe they'll get a couple of more. But you can't be counting on him to be part of the Padres' rotation for the next, you know, couple of years to come. No, nor do you want to. But can we all safely maybe say, you know what? With Darren Balsley and everything that we've seen happen, he can maybe provide more than he's provided with a couple of the other teams that he's been with recently. It's always I mean, possible. Yeah. Yeah, that we'll have to wait and see. And we've seen it with, you know, even the tonight's starter, Christian Friedrich, who's now in a bit of a, of a bumpy stage, but did show some promise earlier in the year. Yeah. We'll see what Balsley can work uh, with Edwin Jackson. But yesterday, gave him everything that he needed. Also, what, two hits? Drove in a run, too? I mean, pretty good day for Edwin Jackson making his Padres debut. He is then our hero of the game. Hero of the game brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. You know, I, I don't feel safe sitting on this couch, though, Mike. I gotta be honest with you. Bring it on. I just don't feel safe sitting Next here. Next Pu Twitter public exactly. enemy number one, yeah. Ben Higgins, uh, here. I, uh, there's a little red uh, dot that's coming through the window over there. I just want to make sure they don't pick yeah, off the Yeah, watch out for guy. the snipers, right. the Twitter snipers. <laughs> so, Ben, you tweeted this yesterday. This was what, around the fourth inning, fifth inning? Yeah, yeah middle um, of the game. So we'll put the tweet up verbatim so that we have exactly what right we're working there. with I here. I stand by it right there. At right Ben right Higgins there. SD, and he's got the, the blue verified check mark, so you know it's him. No one hacked your account. This was you. You're, you're admitting 100%. This was you. Sorry, but I don't want Edwin Jackson, who likely has no long-term future with the Padres, to throw the first no-hitter in franchise history. And then the floodgates open. Take us through your experience of the reaction you got to that. And, and it's fine. I, I didn't necessarily need everyone to share my opinion, but that is exactly how I felt. I still feel that way. I have waited my entire life. Some people have waited even longer. The Padres have been around 47 years. I am very excited to see the first no-hitter one day, but now that I've waited this long, I kind of want it to be special. I kind of want it to come from a pitcher that maybe I'm familiar with, that has been with the team for a while, or a young and up-and-coming prospect that we're excited about, or in a big situation, you know, a game that is uh, going to clinch a playoff spot or something. I know my expectations are probably unreasonably high, but I just didn't feel it with a, an Edwin Jackson who had just gotten called up to make a, a spot start out of AAA 
all of a sudden getting to go down in Padres history as the one. I, it didn't feel right to me. Hey, did you have any fun watching that cycle last year? Finally? I did. I did. I, I love Matt Kemp. It's, I was happy yeah, with that. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's born and raised by the Padres, right? He's been a Padre <laughs> his whole life. He's never had any association with anybody got, else he, in, the, in the league. He's yeah, been here know, at least. At least he's, he's been, been here on the team 10 for years. He's probably going to be here for a few more years. Yeah. We're talking one day. Can you guarantee? I mean, you can't make any guarantees, but. I don't think Edwin Jackson's going to probably be on this team next year. I don't know that he'll be on this team in the middle of August. And I couldn't care less. I would have been perfectly happy seeing him get the first Padres no-hitter. Let's lock it in. Let's get it done. As long as it was one guy out there throwing nine innings of no-hit baseball, I'm good with Plus it. it. And he's got a Padres uniform on. It's fine with me. It wouldn't have even so been his first. He's already thrown one for the Diamondbacks against the Rays. So it wouldn't even be that special for him. It's like, yeah, I've. I've already done Wouldn't that be before. That, oh, yeah. Just another no-hitter. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, you, Bob, your team, I don't care who it is, just I a complete game no-hitter. Get it done, yeah. Be, have a Padres uniform Guy off the on. street. Exactly. Just and Ben wants a little more narrative. Get it done. I don't. I don't. I get that it'd be nice if it's you know uh, you know if Jake Peavy had done it or right. some you know. F hey, that's that, what I'm looking that, for. Well, okay, that's fine. Chris and Dandy, Young had a chance. I, I, I was, I was so rooting for Chris Young to do it a few years ago. I just ago don't think beggars can be choosers at this point. I'm not begging. Let's just get I'm it picky. done with. I'm now, picky. now here's where I would have had an issue if it turns into one of those situations where he goes six and two thirds and they go to the bullpen and the bullpen finishes it up. That's a little bit of a jaded no hitter in my opinion. I, I I'm hoping that when it actually does happen, and it will happen. That it's it's somebody that actually goes out and does nine. I would have been I, I would have been absolutely not, fine <laughs> if Trevor Hoffman had finished off the first no hitter uh, in Padres history. Yeah. Even if it was combined, that would have been yeah. fine by me. All yeah. right, so Ben, your team, uh, not a new guy doing it, but it's okay to be combined no hitter. And Bob, your team, no combined, but it could be exactly, anybody. Exactly. Yeah. That's All right. That's wrong. Right. So Blooper, we're you've got to have an opinion on this. Yeah, uh, as long as it's not a combined no-hitter, I don't care okay, who so it is. Okay, so you're anti-combined no-hitter, Combined no-hitter is dirty. There you nah. go. Yeah. All right. We've got some. Uh, Mike, where are you on that pick? I, I'd love to see Colin Ray do it, a young pitcher that's come up, you know, through the Padres farm yeah, system yeah, that we've yeah. invested a little time in, you know, gotten to know just a little bit before he just showed up one day, made Padres history, and, and then rode off into the sunset. We're 4,000 games into this drought, my friend. Let's just <laughs> 7, get it <laughs> 7,500 yeah. and something, right, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit of a – a little bit different. I'm trying to think of the combinations again and keep them all straight in my head. I'm – I don't like the combined no-hitter. I okay. would want to see one guy do it for all nine nice. with you there. Yep. But I would like a little bit more of a, of a pull, someone we've gotten yeah, to know, exactly. even a little hey, bit. In the perfect world, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying at this point, can we just get it done? Yeah, can we just get it done, please? Waiting. I am waiting. And then you open the what? floodgates and then have all the answers come in and get it done. I want it to be special, Bob. Special. Well, that no was, uh, one of your I want your candles. I want a dinner first. One of your tweets later, defending yourself, you said, when you have to wait this long, you want the first time to be extra special which flashed me back to my teenage years <laughs> a lot, but that's a different story for a different show. Uh, some tweets coming in. Uh, first one from Ed here. In a perfect world, to borrow your turn of phrase there, Bob, it would be nice if a homegrown Padres pitcher got the first yeah. one, but after watching for 46-plus years, I'll take anyone. I get that, and yeah. I get that. If you're just desperate, you want the Padres to no longer be the only team without one, fine. It doesn't bother me that the Padres are the only team without a no-hitter. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. It kind of makes the Padres – a little different. So I want it to be special. Bothers me. Uh, Tony Lasoya also tweeting kind of in, I don't care if Edwin Jackson never throws another pitch. I want a no-hitter for the Padres in any way we can get it. Amen. Preach so on. I, yeah, I think most of the fans are uh, are in Bob's camp right there. That's yeah. a buddy and, and Bowman. One pitch and 
See ya. See ya, kid. <laughs> he'll be back. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back, that's hopefully. Story, but that's though, come, yeah. come up, throw one pitch, get an out, and then send back. It's to better to have that one pitch than never have it. Yeah. <laughs> and that paycheck. There's a lot of guys would trade it. Yeah, it's nice. Gladly trade places with him. Moonlight Graham. Yeah, just get me out on yep. that field just yep. one time. All right, so let us know. Hashtag PadresSH. We'll get Nick Hennifer's thoughts on that, too, when he comes on in a sec, uh, what he would like the no-hitter to be. So let us know. Homegrown Padre, guy who's been around for a while, or literally if they just sign someone off the street tomorrow and he throws it, are you cool with that, too? Let us know what you think. Hey, guys, Friday, July 29th, be here at Petco Park for a party in the park presented by Southwest Airlines for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas with airfare from Southwest and amenities provided by Las Vegas. That's pretty good. It's a Vegas-themed happy hour before the Padres take on the Reds at 740. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. Nick Canepa is here with his first half grades. You're not going to want to miss them. There's an A in there. I can tell you that. Find out who got it when we come back right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, getting you set for that 5-15 first pitch for the Padres and the Cardinals, game one of four at Bush Stadium. Joining us now, Nick Canepa. Nick, what's happening? Welcome to the Cholula Hot Seat. How are you? Oh, I'm just good. I didn't throw a no-hitter, but... <laughs> well, no, nobody did. That's the whole point of the discussion. I can see the yesterday. smoke rising over there as Nick oh was waiting man, to come out of the set. that's an extraordinary conversation. <laughs> yeah. so you're here to give us your grades, but I want to hear your opinion on this first. Would you, where are you on the side of having someone who's been around, quote-unquote, or just like a new guy like Edwin yesterday throwing it? I don't care. Who does it? I'm, I, okay. I have never, honest to, honest to God, I've never been to a no-hitter in my life at any or level. Any, anywhere. At any level, I've never been to one. So you so just want to see one. I imagine Ben yeah. Higgins has been to about 40 of them. I, I, so he doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> ben, ben, <laughs> but no, I'm not the bat boy. Who cares? Like I say, it would have been a great story. This guy hasn't thrown a pitch for the Padres. He comes up and throws a no-hitter. How could you beat that? So, Bob, you, you're, you have now an extra camp. man in your cavalry. I yeah. feel a lot better. When I got Nick Camp on my side, I'm good. Yeah, I'm uh, golden. Uh, I'm charging. More tweets coming in. And, yeah, people seem to be on the side with you guys. Uh, so, Ed, who before I tweeted in, uh, now coming back and saying, okay, Scan, you're developing a new fan here. Two instances where I totally agree with you. Any no-hitter breaks the curse. Two? Wow. It was that and the combined bullpen one. How about, nice. what do you think about that? Combined oh, no. no-hitter Can't versus be. One guy, nine yeah, innings. One guy. Or more. Yeah, yeah. or more. All right, so I'm with you there. I like you there, Nick. Um, uh, EST3 tweeting in, I think all Padres fans wanted that no-hitter yesterday, whoever it was, hashtag get it done already. So I Like I say, if he throws the no-hitter yesterday, he's traded today. <laughs> this, <laughs> this season, that's a possibility. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe back to the Marlins from where he came because yeah. they need the they could use it. Yeah, exactly. All right, Nick, let's get to these grades that you have now. So uh, you come on every week, you give your grades for the past week, but we didn't have a chance to last week give the grade for the whole first half of the season. So we're doing that now. Don't let the, the Giants series cloud you know, the grades. This is for the first half of the season. No, it was a good series. It was though. a very good series. Great um, series. Oh, the extraordinary things happened in that series. Wasn't it? It was oh, crazy. It was, oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The Jalisco cheese and the... <laughs> <laughs> that was the best catch ever, wasn't it? <laughs> the, it was the, um, the umpire's yet. look when he, when he found it. Honest it was just to like God, the, the ball, the the ball should have gone to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Honest. It had to go to the Hall of Fame. Well, all the, all the dairy cultures, I don't know if it survived survived the trip. There are know? none in that nacho cheese. That stuff would last no, no. for like <laughs> 15 gonna, years. That's going to no. survive the nuclear holocaust. I think holocaust. This, couch, <laughs> this couch is made out of that. <laughs> 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 no, we're watching the back now. And, I mean, it was, that was everywhere on Friday night. This, this is magnificent. Oh, nice. 
Great catch. And so it matches good. the webbing of his glove, so it looks like it blends in perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it was great. No, it was a great catch. Solarte, I mean, that's the kind of guy he is, the player he is. You know, he'll put himself out there and yep. coming up with that Bunch catch. Bunch of Giants fans great. trying to get in his way and distract him, and he ignored all of them. To no avail. Yeah, yeah. And the guys on the bench giving uh, yeah. hats off, literally, to that catch, uh, and metaphorically from us here uh, as Solarte was able to, to grab that nacho cheese ball. All right, Nick, let's get to the, the grades here. Offense for the first <laughs> half of the season. That's so great. <laughs> Want some baseball with that cheese? <laughs> um, offense, what do you got for him? Uh, C plus. Okay. Uh, after uh, F start. Yeah. I mean, uh, That's a big thing. Yeah, they, the climb, they climbed out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you got to give them credit. I mean, yeah. I, I really didn't see any hope for this offense early in the Most year. runs in the National League since June 1st. But, you know, between Myers and Kemp and, and, uh, and Upton having a great year and uh, Solardi. Jay having a really good year before yep. he got hurt. Um, and even Chimp is, you know, Diablo. Chimp, Chimp <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, you, you really, I mean, I, hats off to these guys. Yeah, they, no, Al's interest in a great job of keeping these guys on track absolutely. and sticking with the program. And I've talked to him about a few individual guys, and it's interesting. Each guy's like, we worked with this on this guy and this with this guy. I mean, there, there's a reason yeah. that it's been turning around. It's been a lot of hard work, and, and the players are applying. And what's neat also, it, it hasn't been just one guy. It's not, I mean, no. Myers was certainly the spark plug, but when you look at the box score every day, if there's six RBIs, it's from five different guys every and night. And Jankowski's an exciting guy. Yeah, yeah he is. You know, yep. he makes stuff happen. It isn't always great, but at least. <laughs> but things happen. He's yeah. watchable. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know. Yeah, the problem was April and May was just such an abysmal turn for the yes, offense that they just had a yeah. huge hole to dig out of. Uh, something interesting, by the way, they're second in the majors in stolen bases, and according to fan graphs, tops in uh, base running war, which I know the sabermetrics is not really your thing, Nick, but that's something. I don't think many people expected was the base running to be this good. And they do make some bonehead mistakes on the base pads for sure. But all in all, the aggression on the base pads has been a, a pretty pleasant surprise. Well, especially considering for April and May there was nobody on base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Hard to be aggressive trick. when you got nothing to work You got to dare to be great. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with aggression. Uh, the issue, though, is that with the offense really scorching the last month and a half, uh, the pitching and the defense have not really picked them up. Where do you want to go to next? next, Nick? Well, the defense I gave an F-plus to. I mean, there are they're 29th in the league in defense, so that, that says it right there. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Ramirez, Ramirez is a – you could say about Ramirez is he's better than anything they had there last year. True. In but the last few years. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but still he's, he's got a lot of – He's yeah. not the guy. And, no. and you know, uh, Spangenberg's been out. Myers has been good at first. Um, he's still a little awkward sometimes, but he's it's learning. It's a work in progress, yeah, but he's, he's, but he's improved. From opening day, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Lardy was out a while. Yeah, it's been bright spots. Norris catching defensively. Right. The, the numbers all say he's having a great year, and, and he is too. Myers has been great, but there are too many defensive anchors, I think, right. to drag down. And the they've made some great outfield plays. That I they mean, have, but not enough to get out of the F plus. No. Not even like no. a D minus. No. Would you give a little extra credit for the highlight? Yeah, I'm probably stuff? in the D D minus range. But to to Nick's point, it's not just the errors and everything. It's the plays that don't get made, that don't go down as errors, that I think has been frustrating to watch. Just from a pitcher standpoint, you know, God, that that needs to be a double play. You know, th they need to be out of this inning right now, or that ball's got to get caught, or whatever it is. Or, and it, even if it doesn't go down as an error, there've been a lot of free outs that and have been handed out. And you know, the error the, the error the pitcher made yesterday yeah. was who knows how it affected him, yep, how it affected right. the whole outcome yeah. of the game. I and mean, that was, I mean, that was not a difficult play. That was right. a play that should have been made, like you said. Uh, how about the pitching, just the arms themselves? This was not a very positive grade for you a either. D. D. Yeah. Four and a half ERA. Uh, some bright spots. Pomerantz was one. He's gone. 
Um, let, me, let me ask you this. If you were to separate it between starting rotation and bullpen, would, would the bullpen get a little bit of a more generous grade? Because in my opinion, those guys Probably. have done a pretty darn good job this year. Probably. It's a little bit discombobulated now with Rodney gone. But even with him gone, Maurer's uh, done a right. nice job of uh, filling in. But there's a definite. Uh, well, I mean, who could you blame here? They've got one starter they left spring training with. Right. And he's probably going to get traded if they yeah. can do it. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. I like you, so I you're not grading on a curve with the injuries and everything. You're just going no, right. No, I mean you got to you got to, but still they're pitching. Right. Whether they're injuries or not, guys are pitching out there. So, so I'm not going to grade somebody who's not here. Right. I get it. And not granted, I'm, I'm a little jaded as a former pitcher, right? So I'm going to give the guys a little yeah. bit of benefit. Of a little bias. But what yeah. I'm looking at is the first couple of months of the season. Given how ineffective that offense was, these guys got zero help. Every pitch mattered. We've already talked about the defense. Very little help on that side also. And these guys held their own. Now, it's falling apart lately because of injuries, trades, and, and, and a Shields couple. isn't here anymore, and he was awful. It, I wouldn't say awful. Well, he wasn't any good. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't what he was yeah. advertised to be. Is yeah. that a fair statement? Yes. I, okay. That's fair, I think. Uh, and now, uh, from process of elimination, uh, if you listen to us the last segment, you know who's getting the A here out of your grades. It's the coaching staff. Right. I, we talked about the hitting coach. Balsley's always great. Yep. Uh, I can't fault anything, much of anything that Andy Green's done. I, 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 I think he should be – every time I see this team win, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do three in a row over the Giants yeah, this I weekend? Mean, I, you know, so I, I think that I, he should be given manager of the year consideration. He's, he's done concerned. a great job, no question about it. I agree. And, and, I, and I evaluated a lot on how a manager handles his pitching staff. You know, obviously we look at the, the double switches and we look at the lineups that are put together. Um, but he's big in the numbers in terms of how the lineups are put together. But as far as the in-game management of the bullpen, there have been very few times where I've kind of raised an eyebrow or, or shaken my head. I think he's done a pretty, pretty nice job of handling those guys. I think we're really going to see it now over the course of the next month. If more veterans get moved, the pitching's already thin. Uh, what Andy Green, uh, what else can he do? He's been working magic, you know, getting water out of a stone already this season. And now we'll see, well, I think we'll really see what he and his staff can really go through when the times may get a little bit tougher before they get back Squeezing on track. Squeezing that lemon, man. <laughs> yep, that's, that's it. That uh, Nick, you're a peach. That's what you are. Thanks for coming by. As always, wow. we'll see you again next Monday. Great job, Nick. Thank you. And a good opinion on the uh, – you got the fans now liking you with a no-hitter <laughs> opinion. Oh, it's crazy. This they guy. want anybody. Nick's always concerned about what the fans <laughs> think. Controversial <laughs> TV guys. <laughs> Ben's oh, – I thought Ben was going to storm back onto the set. All right, let's I get agree, him off the Cholula hot seat here. Thank you, Nick. Oh, Ben's <laughs> watching over. He's got an eye on you, Nick. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Keep those tweets coming in. Let us know what you think about all this no-hitter talk. Hashtag Padres SH. We're back with more right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Getting you set for Padres and Cardinals. And our thanks to Nick Canepa. Ben Higgins is now back in the seat. And Ben, uh, you and I guess I, because I did kind of put my my lot with yours, uh, are pretty outnumbered in terms of just getting that no-hitter. He's a man on an island right now. I'm on a couch and that I'm feels like an island. I'm yeah. rowing the boat around <laughs> the island, deciding whether I should be leaving or not. Um, got some tweets coming in. Uh, this one from Tom Hughes. Just get it done any way other than combined. So that's one thing that yeah. I think is more debatable. Uh, nine walks, two errors, but no hits. So doesn't matter. You could walk, yeah. walk them all, but just get that no hit. I, I don't agree with the just get it over with camp. I just, I, you know, I want more than just getting it over with. 
I want a memorable cycle. Now, I get the argument. Edwin Jackson, maybe it would have been memorable if he came up and it was the, you know, the one game he pitched to the Padres ever and it was a no-hitter, but I just didn't see it. I, didn't, I wasn't feeling it. If he'd gotten it done, it would be a lot more memorable than the one we have right now. <laughs> Which is none. nothing. Well, very poetic, Bob. Uh, nice job there. Hey, let's take a look at uh, tonight's uh, pitching matchup. Maybe tonight's the no-hitter at night. Ooh. Christian Friedrich. Now, it would be on the road. We want it road or home. Do you guys care about that? Well, I mean, you care. Obviously, I'd, I'd rather have it home, home but, but let's just get it done with. I don't care right, so who's I wearing the uniform. I don't care what ballpark it's in. I don't care how many walks or errors. As long as it's one guy wearing Padres on the front of his jersey and it gets done, I'm, I'm happy. All right, so maybe it's Christian Friedrich tonight. Let's take a look at the Water and Sports pitching matchup presented by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. So Friedrich, who got off to a great start here with San Diego, uh, now has an ERA north of seven in his last three starts. He's four and five, brings a four and a half ERA in against Mike Leake, who's coming off a great start his last time out, struck out 10 Brewers in seven innings, allowing just one earned run. But the Cardinals have lost five of the last six games he started. He is definitely hittable. What are you thinking here, guys? A lot of offense to be expected tonight? Yeah, uh, I always like watching Mike Leak pitch. He's a local product from uh, Fall Brook. So uh, you get one of those San Diego guys in there, makes the matchup a, a little more interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I still think Christian Friedrich has the ability to, to get back to where he was earlier in the season when he first came, came up with the Padres, but he just hasn't been there lately, Bob. No, he certainly hasn't. I don't know if he'll ever be the guy that we saw for those first six games where he posted a 2.12. I mean, it was almost uh, miraculously incredible what he was doing, and now it's been a miraculous turnaround in the opposite direction. I think there's a middle ground there, uh, and, and hopefully he can get himself back on track. He threw a little bit better in his last outing. But really it's come down to, to, the, to the command of the breaking ball as far as I'm concerned because he hasn't been able to locate as, as effectively, which has put more pressure on him to be pinpoint with his fastball, and he's just not that kind of guy. So I think if he can start locating and getting that breaking ball over effectively like he did early on to keep those guys off balance and give himself a little bit more breathing room with the fastball, he can get back to giving him you know six innings plus and uh, a couple of earned runs and keep this team in the ballgame. You want to get off to a good start, though, because this is a tough road trip for the Padres. Ten yep. games, yes, ten days, two countries. Yeah, Toronto. Th three teams all you know with playoff aspirations. This is... One of those where if you're not careful, you know, things, things could turn south. So you want to get off to a good start and at least uh, get a couple here in St. Louis to get you off on the right foot. Yeah, no doubt about it. And obviously all these teams that they're playing are going to play with playoff pressure. I mean, that's the one thing the Padres can play a little bit more relaxed if, yep. if you're ascribed to that theory. The other thing, when you're, when you're facing Mike Leake, it's interesting because you, you face all these power guys, and he's not that type of a guy. He's a guy that's got – he uses finesse a lot. He's cutters inside. Uh, if you're, he throws a lot of off-speed pitches, especially the second or third time through the lineup. So if you're a left-hander, probably creep up on the plate a little bit. Try to use the whole field a little bit more. The right-handers, don't get greedy with them. That's when you get into trouble. You try to think, I'm going to get a home run off them. No. Look on the outside part of the plate, take your single, and be happy with it. All right. Hope the lineup uh, is watching. We'll get to it here in the next segment. But that is what to keep an eye out for in the pitching matchup. That's the water and sports physical therapy for that pitching matchup. San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. Now, we joked a little bit earlier about Wally Pip having a pretty good career. Everyone talks about that. Well, who did Cal Ripken replace? And we have uh, Dennis Goulias <laughs> tweeting in at us. Uh, Cal Ripken replaced Mark Belanger in 81. Oh, the blade. I thought yeah, there was somebody between the blade. The blade and, no. Oh, what a great guy. Yeah, they overlapped in 81, I think, and then he was gone in 82, and Ripken went on to be Ripken. But, uh, yeah, 18 major league seasons, won eight gold gloves and four AL pennants. So these guys who supposedly got kicked to the curb – 
both had pretty good careers. Yeah, Mark Belanger, you mentioned his numbers. One of the best defensive shortstops that ever played the game. He couldn't hit, though. He never yeah, brought the 227 lifetime yeah. average. <laughs> <And> he was <laughs> actually tough. part of the Players Association. I got a chance to spend a lot of time with Mark. A uh, great guy, a uh, huge supporter of the uh, the Players Association, bright man. And um, he, he, he would joke himself about how, hey, I could pick with anybody, but I just couldn't hit. <laughs> so. <laughs> good, uh, good pull by Dennis on the tweet. Though. Yeah, very nice. Very research. nice one. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, eight gold gloves. You can, you can not a bed of nails there. You can sleep on that at night. Oh, yeah. You know, rest assured, even if the, the lumber wasn't always there. So thanks, Dennis, for uh, that crack research. Hey, guys, the Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th for kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play ball. How's Blooper been doing in the head-to-head -head challenge? He's killing it. Oh. I picked Edwin yesterday. So, new? Oh, man. We'll get an update on that and get today's pick. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. We're back. Ben Higgins, Bob Scanlon, Mike Janella here with you. And a lot of talk. There's no hitter talk about, you know, who would you want it to do it. No one has chimed in on road versus home yet, which I think is maybe tertiary on the priority <laughs> list. But uh, we've got another tweet coming in here from uh, Beth Lemberg. After a delay such as ours, I'd love to see our no-hitter accomplished. Dinner, candles, and wine ain't needed. <laughs> so Ben, who wants the nice fancy, the She's romantic She's fine going story. through Burger King, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give me some McNuggets. I don't care. <laughs> Let's just get it done. That onion ring engagement ring, yeah, right? Yeah, there you just go. Get, get that yeah. done. Exactly. Um, so yeah, tweet us in. Hashtag Padres SLH. Let us know what you think. All right, time now for tonight's lineup presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Melvin Upton Jr. back off of the bereavement list, and he will slide right back into the leadoff spot playing in center field tonight with Will Myers at first base behind him. Matt Kemp's in right field batting third with Young Harris Alarte playing third third, but batting fourth. Alex Dickerson will start in left. Derek Norris catching. Ryan Schimpf at second base. Alexi Ramirez playing short, bats eighth. And then Christian Friedrich rounds out the lineup, batting ninth. Now, while I was gone, what's the, what's the score now in this head-to-head -head challenge? Blooper had three games against the couch. Blooper a ton. Couch 50 to 32. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. So Blooper hits the 50-win threshold. And what that, what's this yesterday about he picked Edwin Jackson and yep. you guys had a chance to on the couch? They, no, neither of them I were here. They weren't here. Neither no, I had nothing to do with it, so I, I washed my hands of that one. But so yeah, no, they were uh, messing with me, saying, oh, they are saying, no way we'd pick Edwin, like joking about it, and then I picked Edwin, and then he pitched really well. <laughs> and so it got a hit, an RBI, two hits in an RBI. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Blooper, you're now up by 18, which matches your season high, commanding lead of 18, and you get the first pick today. So who you got? I'm going to go to uh, Matt Kemp. All right, and in return, Ben, you have a chance now to put all the Twitter haters away, get yourself back, and plant a flag here. Who are you going with? All right, uh, I'm also going to go with someone who hit a home run yesterday, Jan Hervis Solarte. All right, I dig it. So it's got uh, Solarte for the couch, Kemp for blooper, and we'll see if uh, that 18-game lead extends to a new season high 19 or if Ben on the couch can start clawing back. It'll be a long summer for you guys if you don't start uh, getting back in this game somehow, some way. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. Could Bob Scanlon still strike out an 18-year-old hitter? We're going to find out when we come back right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow we're back again at 4 o'clock with Randy Jones and Mike Grace. Let me all debrief Mikey on uh, we can share some hosting uh, 
battle stories here from one of you guys. One of those two guys threw out the first pitch of the All Star game. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil which one for you. You can find out from them. That's a great first pitch. I got to give RJ some credit because we gave him a lot of flack for his opening day first pitch being terrible, but he came back on the national stage and. Delivered a Filthy, beautiful, nasty. Yeah. Turned it over, so nice nasty. little sinker. It was oh, like it was yeah. 76 it was all over Sion again. All over. Yeah, right off the table. Uh, I had to ask you about this story, Bob, before we go today. So, um, Roger Clemens, this has been in the news now. The National Baseball Congress. So, this is a, a collection of summer collegiate leagues, like Alaska League, the Jayhawk League, and every year they do this World Series where all these college kids basically come play. And Roger Clemens leading a team of 24 ex-major leaguers: Josh Beckett, Tim Hudson, Adam LaRoche, who was in spring training this year, right. Dan Ugla. These guys who are not that far removed, and they got a special exemption to play in this college tournament. And everyone's like, "This isn't fair." Other guys are saying, "All these pitchers are old. We're going to bunt on them every." <laughs> time and we're going to be <laughs> going to kill him so Bob tell me as a former big leaguer and you've been out of the game for a while now how yeah. would you do against a bunch of 18 19 year old guys if I you're personally would fall up but my arm would go flying off towards home plate if I tried to throw at this point I mean that's just the reality I mean I'd love to be an, an orthopedic surgeon right now knowing this event is going to take place because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of but work you'd for give a great post-game interview after <laughs> it was course. over yeah yeah no what's <laughs> interesting is I think the hitters are going to do better than people expect. It always amazed me when I played against guys who, w coaches and stuff in spring training, they'd say, oh, let me hop in there and take some swings uh, during spring training you know, games and stuff. And we see with Dave Roberts and other guys that have, have done it in some of these, uh, these exhibition games, they could hit. These guys can still flat out hit. Now, the pitching isn't going to be what it used to be, but they're going to be wily out there on the mound. I like the veterans' chances. Yeah, they're saying that we're going to try and limit our starters to three innings because they don't think the arms can sustain exactly. anything more Good than move. that. Good yeah. move. Well, Clemens will probably go like five. They'll probably hit someone in the first inning just to establish the yeah, inside. With yeah. a ball or with a broken bat, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for joining me. See ya.